Hey, it's really good to meet you. <laughs> what are you doing after this? Do you have a paddle? <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show. We help you build your thing online through candid conversation, tips, tricks, and inside jokes. Your hosts are Corbett Barr. If this was the uh, Dinosaurs versus Robots movie Pacific Rim, Corbett would be uh, that one big old dinosaur because he's wise and dangerous. Caleb Wojcik, he's another one of your hosts, and he'd be that other dinosaur because he's calculated and focused and me chase reese i'd be oh my god those are the coolest dinosaurs i've ever seen why is this movie script so bad last week we heard the story of how baron quadro made his first product and and his first sale how can you though make your own thing to sell How can you get over the psychological roadblocks and self-sabotaging tendencies and create something valuable enough to buy? We're going to get into that here and give you two things. A, Corbett breaking down exactly how to develop the idea and the product itself into seven steps. And two, one of my favorite tips in the history of this podcast. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps, so let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about what it's like to build a product. And we talked about this with Baron. What I've realized, uh, and maybe you guys are so smart you already knew all this, but man, making your product is really the thing. You know, in the last episode with Baron, uh, which I'll encourage you, listener, if you haven't listened to that one, go start there because we get into this great overview of what it's like for Baron uh, Quadro of EffortlessGent.com to what it was like for him to make his product and do the thing. Now I want to talk about, I want to hear more of, of Corbett, your story, because we know what it's like. We've all, we were all building Fizzle together, so we know what that's like. Yeah. And it's a, kind of a beast of a, of a different breed because it's really big. It's three of us working together. It's got a much larger vision and a much more like, you know, software platform, you know, sort of deal. Took than, months of full-time work for multiple exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. And compare that to like a, you know, like start a blog that matters, which was like one time $97 thing. And you have 13 weeks of the, and we, we should mention now that start a blog that matters, <clears throat> sort of a booger that matters is, uh, I don't know why I said blog. Start a blog. <laughs> start a blog that matters. Start a blog that matters. Is now <laughs> well, we have the first prod crust, so we should have the first prod crust, prod crust. Um, but, uh, it's very important. This is a branded keyword. <laughs> This is this is a strategic term. Except nobody knows how to spell it. Given yeah, the, given the comments, we which got. is actually uh, an asset, not a liability. Yeah, because that means nobody can copy us. It's a branded, unspellable <laughs> keyword. <laughs> so, so we should say that start a blog that matters is now within the the, the Fizzle family of courses. Um, so, which we, which we, I don't know if we will have announced that formally yet by the time this airs, but we haven't. And it, so, maybe listener, you're hearing it first. Here. Yeah. You're here for the first time. So this is, so tell me about, so I'll do it because you'll get all misty eyed about like yesteryear we had this product. It took me forever to make (laughs) yada, yada, yada. But there's this product that, that Corbett had made called start a blog that matters. And it was a 13 week, um, basically action plan. And you'd get an email every week that said, here's exactly what you're going to do to, uh, this week. It basically broke up the steps of creating a blog that you care about. And that is going to have at least, at least some traction, Right. It did that in 13 weeks. It was it's really effective that way. I mean, how many people bought it? Uh, I think like 3,500 so far. That, and tons of people are buying this thing. And uh, and it, we, it was kind of a difficult thing for us because it's like we know it's really successful. It's actually generating a good amount of revenue on its own, but it's different than where we feel like we're going as a company. 
So we wanted to to meaning meaning it's different meaning there's just some other product just floating around out there. Yeah, and, and it's yeah, been almost two say, years. Yeah, and not to say that it's gone. I mean, basically, uh, what we've done is we took that entire course, which sells on its own for ninety seven dollars. Yeah. It actually it it won't be selling for long. Yeah, um, but it does, and we rolled that into Fizzle. So if you are a Fizzle member, you get access to that thing, and we fully intend to keep that in there and actually yeah. Make um, it better we've revised it, it recently, yeah. and we'll continue to revise it because it's just a good framework exactly for people to go through. So. Um, I want to go back though. I would love to hear, you know, throughout this conversation, maybe some stories about what it was like to make that, what it was like to sell that, get that product in front of other people, get your first, you know, email on, hey, you made a sale and this, that, and the other, and, and how you actually made that the successful product that it is. Obviously, and this is really, this is going beyond ju- like the actual meat and potatoes of how you made that. A su- how, okay, dear listener, how do you make a really successful product? You, you're, you are become a master in the thing that you're going to teach people how to do. You, you make something really, really, really phenomenal and great. Okay, so we're just going to expect that you know how to make something, that you're good at the thing that you're doing. I'm not going to ask you, Corbett, about how you, uh, how you got good at blogging, yep. right? I want to talk about the thing that we all have to do, no matter what our skill or trade or whatever it is that we're doing is. Okay. Which means creating something and, and offering it for sale. Yes. Yeah, so it's like the creating of the thing. Yep. The the then the selling of the thing. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a lot of steps between those two things alone. Let alone like just this to come up with the idea for what the thing is. Yep. But I love the concept. I love this. You know, we've for a long time have blogged and and we've all had our, our own blogs about the same stuff too. About like, hey, how to how to create a successful blog. I mean, this product is about how to create a successful blog. You know, and. And we've been in that racket for so long. What I really want to do, which is good, because what that's doing, that's building the audience that you get to then take with you on this ride. They're building trust in those people that say, oh, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about, um, about this particular topic. Mm-hmm. And now and now he made this thing that's worth, it's totally worth my dollar yeah. to pay for it, right? Which I love that, because now we're flying right in the face of that, uh, of you know, massive, massive blogs. I keep coming back to that example of fake Steve Jobs who had millions of people monthly on his site. And he threw up an advertisement and was like, well, I haven't been able to make any money on the advertisement, so I guess you can't blog for <laughs> right, a living. Right, right. Like, which is like saying you can't write for a living, which yeah. is like saying you can't be a musician for a living. Anything that requires an audience, that then now you get to make something for them that's worth money. This, yeah. is, this is the basis of business right. from the beginning. Well, and, and the question is for this fake Steve Jobs guy, it's like, well, what are you actually helping people do? If yeah. you can't make money from that, it's probably because the information that you provide isn't useful well, enough. Well, and he's, right, he's entertainment. Yeah. That, was, that was comedy, it was entertainment, and I would probably, I would pay money. I just saw a, uh, a YouTube clip of um, a, <laughs> uh, what was it? It was a, it was a, a uh, fake Wes Anderson movie. Uh, yeah. The the preview for the fake Wes Anderson movie on Saturday Night Live, which was a horror film. Nice. And um, I'll put it in show notes. It's hilarious. It's so good. It looks just like a Wes Anderson movie. Like it's like kitschy and cute and like the yellow it has a type lot of Futura font. Exactly. Or whatever. <laughs> exactly. And and but it's like it's like Owen will. It's it's uh, God. Who was on it? Who's American History X? Uh, Ed Ed Norton. Norton. Edward Norton Jr. Is it Edward just Norton? Ed Norton? I it's think it's Edward Norton, right? Um. He's he is um, uh, Owen Wilson. He's oh, like, nice! Oh man, there's a bunch of people in the yard that want to kill us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there's people out there, and then like each each killer is like perfectly stereotypical Wes Anderson. It's like the zoom in shot with the typography knife guy. <laughs> it's so good, God. So, anyways, that's entertainment. Yeah, I'd pay five dollars. 
to get my episode or a dollar ninety nine or whatever it ends up being to get my episode of Saturday Night Live, you know. But that's for a different thing than professional training in plumbing or yeah. In and frankly, it it, it requires fewer uh, visitors or readers or whatever to earn a living from. Oh yeah, get, teaching people how to to achieve something that they want to achieve. Yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't make it. It doesn't. It's not at all something that we're contesting. That fake Steve Jobs had m- millions of people to his site. Yeah. And couldn't make that much money in advertisement. Like it's a, you need millions and millions of people to, to make, not millions of, whatever. There's some people who are making money. That's fine. You need a lot. There's business models where you need tons of traffic to make a dollar. And there's others where you need very little traffic to make a dollar. Yeah. And there's not necessarily a right way or a wrong way, but usually to get to those millions of page views, it requires more time and probably more people creating content. Nowadays, if you want a site with millions and millions of visitors, you probably are going to have to put publish things multiple times a day, which is tough to pull off if you're just a, a one man show. Yeah. So the, so this whole thing about like creating a product and, um, earning, an income from it, creating an, uh, an information-based product or a course or whatever. For me, the success of that always has to start with visualizing some sort of transformation. I thought you were going to say, visualizing a beach that I'll be living on. Visualizing world peace. My skin is leathery and dark, dark brown. I look like either I've given up on life or life is given up on me. No. I am awash. That's not where it was going. In good vibes. <laughs> at, all. at all. This is where all products start for me. <laughs> the visualization of... Corp- and this is actually going to be our it's next product. A- How to visualize success with Corbett Bar on a beach. In Mexico. Looking leathery, evidently. <laughs> Which is scary how fast it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I'm definitely trading my skin's youth for... For good vibes, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, so it all comes down to visualizing a transformation that you want your audience to go mm. through, something that they're looking for, yeah. and um, creating a product that tries to walk them through that transformation and has some measurable outcome. Like, what is it that you're yeah. going to help them achieve? It's it's difficult to sell a product if it's just like, I'm going to teach you to be a better blank. Mm-hmm. It's easier to sell it if it's like, I'm going to, like, let's say you're talking about knife throwing or yeah, something. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to teach you to be a better knife thrower. Instead, you could say, in 30 days, I'm going to teach you how to throw bullseyes nine out of 10 times mm. with three different kinds of knives. This is an actual thing that you learned is like just getting that specific. Getting really specific. It's just easier to sell something when, so the the ideal scenario is that when someone gives you money, yeah, they get that outcome for paying those dollars. So imagine mm-hmm. imagine if I wanted to make you a, a really incredible knife thrower and you gave me $100 and I guaranteed that that was going to happen to yeah. you. It makes it really easy for me to ask myself as the buyer, do I value that outcome enough to pay $100 for Yeah, it? is throwing bullseyes worth 100 bucks for me? Exactly. Which for and me since as you an had, knife thrower. Since totally you had released is. two previous products that weren't maybe that specific in the outcome, did it make you think, I need to make this next one more outcome-based? Well, actually, they were. So the the one right before it, which was called Traffic School, the it had a guarantee wrapped inside of it, which was that you will get to three thousand visitors per month by the end of this course, which mm-hmm. was ninety days, and it has it had guarantees. Actually, it was more like six months. I think it had guarantees built into it there. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I kind of learned before. My mm-hmm. first product, I guess, maybe wasn't so specific, but um, but it, it just makes it it just makes it easier when you well, get down I, to brass I love, tacks. Okay, so the thing that that makes me think about for some reason my filter on this or my lens into it is always on what it's going to be like making the thing, mm-hmm. S- selling the thing and marketing it later is, is a whole other ball game. 
and that and I'm used to burning that bridge when I get to it. But as the maker, <clears throat> making the thing is something that well, it's where I find so much joy. Like when I'm making something that I really like and that yeah. I know people are going to really like, or like I hope people are really going to like. You know, it's like it's really fun. It's like a performance. It's like a it's it's art. You know, for lack of a better term, it, it it's me expressing myself or making something. I think it's what humans are built for in a lot of ways. And so, um, when you have a specific goal, you have a utility for this thing now. In projects where I have a an ambiguous goal, or like hey, I want people to like me. I want Merlin Mann to think I'm interesting, and that I'm. <laughs> it always comes back to Merlin Mann with. liking J3. I want some of my heroes to dig me to li- to think I'm right. cool. I want right. my daddy to love me. You're just setting yourself up. I'm for setting failure. myself because like how are you gonna you, you can't really you, you, like you, you can't really I mean? measure that. Yeah, that's not a that's not a, I, there's no clarity there. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna do that. Um, but if I say I'm gonna teach someone how to throw three bullseyes in a row with, with knives. Or darts. You know, we, we could go darts. Sure, darts. Let's go darts. Is a dart term. If I could tell, if I could say, hey, listen, you're a. I'm going to focus on the casual pub goer, and just get them for fifth for forty nine dollars. No, fifty bucks. Call it an even fifty. I'm going to teach you how to walk up to the dartboard and like know what you're doing really well and throw uh throw more good shots than bad or whatever. Yeah. Now I've got a I've got a very clear goal on this thing because and and that, you know what with the for me. Myself, the the most defining factor of that was for the casual dart go, like pub goer type, right? Because now I can drop references to uh, English football or uh, you know Grateful Dead or whatever, like pub culture type stuff, fish and chips and things like that. Now I've got I can sink my teeth into that audience much you can start more to understand the person exactly, there. and yeah. that's when things start to get. Legs you're speaking for, me. for a specific person. Did that happen for your starter blog that matters? Well. Um, yes. And, and that's basically, that's partly because what I had done before start a blog that matters was I had worked, uh, directly one-on-one with a lot of people yeah. as, as a coach. Yeah. So how, I mean, how long did you do that for? Um, two years probably. Okay. You worked with how many people? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Caleb, we did, uh, we did some group coaching we did one-on-one coaching. Like less than 50? We did bigger group coaching where we had a lot of people on various calls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know, but I'd also done other products as well. So yeah. it's kind of hard to, to define So you'd that. worked with a lot of people. But I got to know specific people who had these these problems. And yeah. a, and actually, the Startup Blog That Matters course really was built on work that I had done um, with Scott Dinsmore, honestly, yeah. to transform his former blog into Live Your Legend. Yeah. I sort of documented that process and um, and knew what that transformation was. It's like, you know, I have this idea for a blog that's not going anywhere. I've actually been doing it. It's not going anywhere. So let's go through a, a few months of rebranding, relaunching this thing and, yeah. um, and a process to make it popular. So it was based on that. And, and on um, Expert Enough, which we had just launched too. And on launching our own blog as mm, well. Yeah. So there were a lot of different ways that we went about it. So suffice it to say, you were doing the work. This is another important point that we've harped on before. Mm-hmm. Start doing service stuff first. Work with individuals you know, for free if you need to. Yeah. Um, to work with them specifically to find out exactly where, you know, where the common hangups are. Yeah. Which is what each one of these 13 weeks in this product represents. Mm-hmm. You know, the co- each of them is a common hangup. Each of them is a thing that you're going to have to tackle that you don't necessarily know how to do. So I'm going to walk you through it at each step of the way. And yeah. this, um, this specifically is like a step by step, like you kind of have to do the things in these order or it's not going to get to the finish line. So if whatever yeah. you're teaching makes sense, like with darts, for example, 
if you first teach someone like scoring and like how to hold the dart and stuff like that before you get yeah. more advanced stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If it's whatever like you're Mr. teaching Mr. has a progression, that makes it easier. Wax on, wax off. Yes, Cor, but it's just like Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Everything. God, I love that movie so much as a kid. <laughs> Did it, Mr. Miyagi was just the ultimate dad figure, right? Like, <laughs> well, he also got Aloof. like a house built in his backyard for free. So he's also Mr. really Miyagi's slick. Mr. Miyagi is the ultimate man. dad figure. Aloof, language barriers, <laughs> obscure, <laughs> obscure methods. Exactly. Oh, I like that. That's good. It gives me a little a detail into into what your into home life, life was. Yeah, <laughs> I can picture that Corbett in a room with a bunch of Karate Kid like memorabilia everywhere, and his dad coming. Hey, Corbett, you want to hang out? Dad, get away from me! <laughs> I'm fantasizing about Mr. Miyagi. I'm waxing off. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It didn't make sense <laughs> until afterwards. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> nice job. Those are the best. Okay, so we're at this stage now. We're at this. I'm. I'm just thinking about the person who's sitting out there, who's like sitting on a product. Like they should make it because, like Baron said, oh man, I wish I would have done this sooner. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's. But it's so scary to do. Or not that it's so scary. You did. I didn't even know that it existed as an op- as an option. Yeah, you know, and certainly even if I even when I did, I was like, oh, I'm so I'm not ready yet. Yeah. I'm totally not. I was so ready, and I'm just no, I'm not ready yet. No, I could no, not yet. And it would have it would have built my business. It would have built and developed me if I would have done it sooner. Yeah, you know. So I'm thinking of that person. I'm like, what? How can we? How can we get? And it's this isn't for everybody. Let's talk about this for a second. When is the right time to make the product? Clearly, for you, Corbett, you had been working with a lot of people. You saw these things. You'd sold previous products before, mm-hmm. so so you knew this was another. This was another thing that you needed to build. Yeah, and you knew exactly what was going to be in it and how it would be different from the other things you sold. Yeah. Well, we have something we should link to in the show notes, which is uh, a guide that I wrote. It's free. It's called Eighteen Months, Two Blogs, Six Figures. So basically, mm-hmm. this goes through my first. 18 months of blogging and it took me about 15 months to build my first product. And I chronicle this whole process in there. And the 15 months were most of that time was just talking myself out of it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Even though I knew that I had to create something for sale, it's not like income was just going to come out of thin air. And I did start uh, doing some consulting and things like that before that. But really when everything turned the corner for me, as far as supporting myself online, it was when I created that first product and launched it. Yeah. And I actually had the idea for it and I put it on the shelf and I kept talking myself out of it. And finally, some friends that were in a mastermind group were just like, What the hell is wrong with you? Like, you've been talking about this thing for nine months and you yeah. haven't done anything on it. If you had just done it, that's the thing. You can spend nine months and talk yourself out of something. Yeah. Um, because there's a million different reasons why you shouldn't do something. It's going to fail, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, the dumb guy, like we talked about last week, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. or the week before, the dumb guy will just do it and stop questioning himself, and he'll have three products done yeah, in the time that you get one. There's something so important about that to me, like I, maybe because I'm so prone to not be the dumb guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, not that I'm smart. But just that I, I, I'll talk myself out of everything. You have a lot of inner dialogue going on. A ton. Yeah. Way too much. Yeah. It's neuroses about what does this mean when I put this out like this? Who's going to say, nobody's going to, so okay, I'm going to protect myself from the failure. I'm going to protect myself from the vulnerability of putting my thing out there and failure and people saying like, it's not that good or, oh, what stupid typography you have or what is that and the other, or like, you know, like I'm going to protect myself from that by just not shipping it or not doing anything. I'm going to stay with my job. I'm going to stay doing this stuff on the side and I'm never actually giving myself a chance. 
chance. I'm never actually taking a chance on myself or investing in me yeah. or my thing because I don't even realize how how scared I am of this thing. It's just I'm, I, the vulnerability is so scary. I won't even allow myself to think about doing it. You know, it, yeah. it's it's this really, it's, and that's where we have to we have to be careful. I think it's easy. We talk a lot about yeah. you know people that create douchey things or whatever it's really easy to be judgmental about the way people go about things but that inner dialogue is happening with all of us all the time and if you're so worried about doing something that's going to be perceived by some as being a little bit like douchey or salesy or whatever then you can prevent yourself from ever putting something out there and And i'm not even really talking about the douchey thing because that's one thing right you don't and maybe that maybe that is a bigger i i guess i i've always kind of sensed and again i don't know why i'm bringing this back to me but i I feel a lot of myself in this story because of of how afraid i was to actually it was really easy to ship a blog post it was really really hard to make something that was Mm -hmm. gonna be put a dollar price tag on it you know um just because it felt like it needed to be different from a blog post it felt like all sorts of stuff and it wasn't about like the douchey thing so much as i didn't know the value that i already had to offer you know i didn't know what yeah. does that mean when you hear that? Yeah, it, well, there's a lot of money hangups that people have, honestly. Yeah. There's yeah. just all these psychological barriers people have to um, being worthy of people paying for something that you created, yeah. you know? And um, I don't know how you get over that except for putting something out there and getting comfortable with it. And, um, you know, and it's like, yeah, at first maybe you feel like, oh, I should probably price this at $9 or a dollar, you say all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. Partly that's just a, a big money hang up feeling. No, and, like, and it's, it's totally that. Yeah. Like, just uh, the reason why I do, I say that, do it for a dollar on purpose because when you do that and you realize people are willing to pay for it and you realize, I don't know, when you realize the value of your thing because you're teaching not how to get Merlin Mann to like you, but how to throw bullseyes more often than not. And, or, you know, it's like, that's a very specific, you know, thing that I can. It's utility. It has value. Yeah. This is worth. How is this worth forty dollars for you to learn to walk into a pub and be and be confident in this thing? I wish I could spend forty dollars on a thing that says how to enjoy playing board games. You know what I mean? That's for sure. That would save my marriage if I could learn how to enjoy playing board games. But I don't know how. <laughs> I just I find I find them harrowing. <laughs> I just sit there and the board's just telling me you're an idiot. <laughs> For sure, you're way dumber than anybody that's Especially ever played if this like game. there's like trivia involved or something. <laughs> totally. Actually, if they're singing or drawing, I'm then in. You're good. Pictionary. I'm in. Pictionary. Pictionary, I'm in. I don't know. Caleb, what are you hearing over there? Well, I think this comes back to what we hear in a lot of founder stories that we've done for Fizzle. You know, I'm thinking of Brett Kelly, Nathan Berry, stuff like that. Yeah. As soon as they just made their product, everything turned around. It completely changed what yeah. they were doing online, income that they were bringing in. Their amount of focus, instead of having a ton of projects, they could just focus on one thing. It led to a job at Evernote for Brett. Nathan Berry kept making more products and making great money doing that and helping people doing that. So it's like when you can get away from all the churn of writing blog posts and podcasts and getting content out there and just getting sick of doing the same thing over and over again, if you can just pick a product and make it, whether it's $1 or it's hundred dollars or whatever yeah i kind of want to like say to through. people like like people look at you differently when you have something for sale even it's if it's instant just credibility too yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's just even if it is just a buck 
You know, it doesn't have to be a big old thing or it doesn't have to be physical. It could be digital. It doesn't have to be a book. It could be a drawing or a poster. It could be it could be physical. It could be like a thing on Etsy that like as soon as someone buys it, like you have to go make it and like hand draw it or whatever. Like it things things end up when you realize that you can put yourself out into the world and somewhere somewhere somebody somewhere says like yeah that's worth a dollar or that's worth $25 or that's worth $50 like you realize like we have immense power to connect with one another you know and yeah. it, and it's it like we have so many tools at our disposal to to get in front of new people and to do so in a way that 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 cherish that honors what our, that honors me and that honors them in that exchange that that's life giving instead of life taking you know yeah. which is i think I, my dream is that more people who are who have the life giving things uh would be making and selling things than those people who know there's the people who are good at the life giving stuff they're not naturally good at the selling and making of things a lot of times. The people who are naturally good at the making and selling of things are the people who are, are the worst to yeah, be right. typically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There are businesses that create value and put it out there in the world and then, you know, receive some of that back. And there yeah. are other ones that just look to take value from yeah, other it's people. Like, it's like marketing. Listen, marketing is about how do I turn up the, uh, how do I get as much signal from this super noisy frequency? I've got this product. It might be super horrible, but I know human nature. I know social psychology. I know all this stuff. So I can maximize on those things and create something out of this nothing product Mm -hmm. and take advantage of people because I know what their weak spots are. Basically, that's kind of the promise of marketing at its at its maybe at its worst at its worst yeah right at its best it's saying i know exactly what this thing is and i know exactly who needs it and i'm going to connect the two in ways that are meaningful on both sides yeah like that's what i dream of being as a marketer you know because that's when i can't, i can't help it but that's kind of what what i end up being most of the time um but that that to me is beautiful and, and important it, you know and, and so with startup let's come back to startup that matters yeah. on this let, let's let's st- put on the side for now the the making of the thing, uh-huh. right? Because um, it's not that it's not that difficult of, of a product to have made. I mean, when people get in for fizzle for a buck and check it out, it's really you know you see these these articles, thirteen of them, and then and then some walk along videos where you're basically using a screen. You're you're, you're doing a a basic a presentation where you're showing them exactly what you're doing on your screen. Is that yeah right? exactly? So the way we built the product, and and this is something people really need to consider when they're building a product. A lot of times, um, it's better to sell the product along the way as you're making yeah. it instead of doing this big bang process where you spend six months on it and then you try to reveal it to the world. Because what happens for a lot of people, if it's your first product, yeah. you just get so wrapped up in all the details um, and all the self doubt, frankly, that eventually, you know, maybe you scrap the entire project. Yeah. Whereas if you pre sell it, you know that there are at least a couple of people out there who want it, and you're on the hook to deliver it. Yeah. It kind of just forces you with the deadline to get it done. Um, and also, you know, you put a little cash in your pocket, and that goes a long way to feeling like this is worthwhile. I'm yeah. doing something. But Even the pre-sale, if, of course, you need an audience there to, to sell into in some yeah, ways. Yeah, right? absolutely. And and we have to we have to say, you know, very clearly that creating a product isn't going to like magically change yeah. your life. Yep. You have to solve a problem for people or address a need or desire that's out there, and you have to know how to reach the people who have that issue. So yeah. just creating a product, if you don't know who the audience is mm-hmm. or have any way to reach them, might be tough um, to, to make a breakthrough with that. It's not impossible. And I think, you know, Caleb brought up Nathan Barry. He's a great guy to look into. He had a small audience, but 
was really, really good about identifying the value that yep. you could provide to them. And really focused on on specific value things. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he didn't say like I'm gonna make something for designers. He said, I'm gonna make something for designers who struggle with this exact issue. Creating an application, right. an yes. iOS app or whatever, you know, basically. Like, like, so going and, and that's another thing we learned in the in the talk with Baron is and it's something obviously we, we teach within Fizzle, you go really specific. You go really small. Mm-hmm. Not just specific, but small. Mm-hmm. When you think about the people in your own life, or you know, whether you know them or not, whether they're just sitting across from you on uh, on the subway and you see the shirt they're wearing, you see they read Daring Fireball too. You know, and but that now you you have a, a common basis. You know what they're talking about and what the, what kinds of things they're interested in, and you can say, "I'm going to make this product for people who are who, who are the kind of person that reads Daring Fireball and has this kind of technical issue with their Mac. They want it to run right. faster or better or this, that, and the other." Which you know? might be Brett Kelly's audience, basically, exactly that sort of person. Yeah. yeah, and so getting specific on that is no small deal. But however, I, I don't know. Part of me sees uh, the discipline. Of making a, a product, just like the discipline of growing an audience. I mean, growing an audience means picking a topic, uh, you know, a blog topic to, to start talking about, or th- something to write about. Yep. Right. Which means I, identifying an audience, identifying a str- struggle, going deeper into yourself, figuring out what you're really struggling with. However, you end up doing it, and that discipline of writing over and over and over, and putting yourself out there. Well, and also the discipline of. Um having a hypothesis. Okay, I'm going yeah. to start blogging on this topic and I believe that there are these people with this problem. You write blog posts to reach those people and then you have to figure out if people aren't coming to my site, does that mean that I just didn't get it in front of enough of them mm. or is it because my idea, my theory behind this problem was incorrect? Yeah. And so digging deeper and deeper into that and trying to figure it out. So when you release a product, if you already have some sort of an audience, just any sort of audience that you can put your product yep. in front of to see if they like it, that's a big help. You're in a you're in a tough position if you create a product without an Holy audience. Holy God, that cocktail is so good, Corbett. You like that? Oh, you you are you are doing a good job on it. Right? I am guzzling that thing. <laughs> tell the tell the listener what you made. We have uh, just a little bit of a creative take on a Negroni, honestly, that since that's been our thing recently. Yeah, Negroni I just, cast. I took the vermouth out of the Negroni and added some mango lemonade. So it's gin, Campari, mango lemonade. It is, uh, it is surreal. It's pretty good. So I thought that was an important part of our conversation. That was an important part. <laughs> <laughs> I should start, selling, should start selling this as a product. Yeah, it's like, Corbett's hard Negronis. <laughs> <laughs> Like Mike's hard cider. <laughs> I like it. So so back to the, the creation of the product. Yeah. You, you asked like how, how we put that together. So start a blog that matters. The way we did it was Caleb and I had this idea for the product. We thought people ask us all the time about blogging stuff yeah. and how do I create a blog and how do I launch a blog and how do I choose a topic. Yeah. And Basically, the main product all- was geared towards people that were further along and had more money and had more visitors and subscribers and stuff. So we were trying to fill this early. That's right. Yeah, exactly. As we looked at, was getting started. as we looked at our audience, we kind of had already covered like people that were a little bit further along. So oh, we yeah, wanted yeah. to create something for the beginners. And, um, they just asked us these questions all the time. So we had evidence that people wanted this thing, but instead of just creating the product and putting it out there, what we did was we, um, gave ourselves some deadlines and we actually held a series of one-off classes that we sold individually. Hmm. So we charged people, I think it was like $29 per class. And we covered six different topics that became the backbone of this thick 16-week or 13-week course. So um, we would, every couple of weeks, 
have a class and we'd say, this week we're going to talk about choosing a topic. So we would jump on a, uh, a call with people, yeah. record it with a presentation, yeah. and um, basically just deliver everything that we knew about that. Mm. Then we bundled that up later into the Start a Blog That Matters course and added a whole bunch of extra context and action plan and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But it was a great way to kind of build out the skeleton of this product in front of people, and we were being paid for it yeah. at the time. Yep. So we knew that people were interested in it. And then at the end... Um, we had these classes that we had sold six of for $29, which was almost $200 worth of value if you'd taken the whole thing. Yeah. We bundled all that together with all this extra stuff at $97. And mm. so there was like a real clear value there versus what people had been paying for yeah. before. So I love what I'm hearing there is the making of the thing itself, you actually kind of chopped up and, and did it in little bits, including other people. Along the way, like doing like little classes, yeah. essentially, yep. and and then you also charged money for those things. Like in in any sort of like you know professional education or consulting environment, the same would be happening. Yeah, you know, except it was only twenty nine bucks or whatever. It was really really cheap. So I love that idea because, well, first of all, you get when you get with the people who are the target audience that, that you want to be selling into, and you teach them something in front of them and allow them to ask questions and it, it just makes your thing so much better. Like once we release the fizzle course, like there's so much conversation in the forums about it. I'm 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 taking notes a bunch. Mm-hmm. I have like five courses within Fizzle, um, and I have notes on each one of them on how I'm gonna on the on the extra course I'm, or, or lesson I'm gonna add at the end. Yeah. To to answer these listener questions or and what we did afterwards on a handful of them was we did like some coaching calls and stuff uh, where we actually, and I put those in as part of, of the uh, like defining your audience. For example, there's a couple coaching calls down at the bottom of that where I just on Google hangout just recorded me talking with guys like Harley and, Harley's one of our fizzlers who just happens to have a badass name, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, or Tom, <laughs> exactly, Tom Ross. Hi. <laughs> well, I'm having a problem putting together my audience, don't I? Oh God! Oh, Roger me black. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Black. I don't know. Roger they have me weird black. Say- they have weird sayings. Yeah, they there. say weird. Sh- Bob's point. your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. <laughs> so, but the point being, you're working with other people. And you're and you're kind of chopping it up into little things. And when you have when you're working with someone else and you have a date on the calendar, like you're going to have to ship to them on that date. Yep. And then how you wrap that up and like we always talked about, you know, I love that that's becoming such a part of the show. One of the most powerful uh, powerful tools in your arsenal is a deadline. Yeah. Giving yourself a deadline yeah. and, and making yourself accountable to it in some ways by telling it to your audience or, or sharing it with your friends or whatever. Or hey, like spank me if I don't ship this by <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I don't think that was the deadline. I don't think we used that. And if I don't do it by Wednesday, spank me harder. It'd be really funny if that's how Caleb talked when he wasn't on the podcast. (laughs) I don't know why. I just, I I don't feel comfortable being myself on the thing. And then you meet him and hey, it's really good to meet you. This is just my radio voice. What are you doing after this? Do you have a paddle? So the other thing we did with Start a Blog That Matters, uh, and this is something we've recommended over and over again. Actually, we need to remember this for the Fizzle course on creating a product because yeah. another really powerful thing to do is basically just to create your product in the open as a series of blog posts, yeah. as oh, a yeah. challenge that you lay down to your listeners or your, your readers, whatever. Go through a series of uh, you know content that you release every week or every day yeah. over a period of time and then bundle that up into a course and add stuff to it, you know, add resources and um, support from you and add action plans and things like that. But with Start a Blog That Matters, we ran a blogging project 
um, and over the course of you know a few months wrote like every week about it. Mm. And um, and then we packaged that up, and you know we re-edited and, and added a lot of things. But probably eighty percent of what ended up in Start a Blog That Matters was either from that challenge that we did publicly, or from the videos that we did and sold individually to people. So it was um, it was kind of a just a you know collaborative yeah. sort of product creation process, and that just takes a lot of the barriers away. And really, that's what a lot of. But before you did that, did you yeah. have a sort of table of contents? Did you have like a we're going to make these thirteen yeah. things? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, we okay, sat so- down, looked three months forward, said we want to release it here. Let's do some of this in classes and webinars. Let's do this blog series on our site and then corporate will have to do a few interviews and some case study videos that won't be free or in those classes and yeah just yep. put it all together and i think that's a, i think that's what makes that that's what that's a, probably a really important part of that is just saying i have this roadmap i know these these 13 things are going to be in there and you're going to learn when you start and so you start like writing those things essentially and publishing them on the blog or whatever and then really try hopefully you get a, an audience that'll engage you in those comments about like yeah but what if i do this and what if the, and then you know exactly how to make those things better you know because like like yeah. what i was saying once we launch a, a a course within fizzle then you see the conversation and we're active in there in the forums and we're seeing oh okay yeah so people didn't already know this thing i assume they know and I got. I just got to simply add that in next time, or or add this in the in the appendix or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, that may that that information is so vital. Yeah. Knowing what your audience knows already about this current topic, knowing uh, what questions they already have about it, and so that next time you get out there writing your next blog post or creating your product or getting up on stage teaching your thing or whatever, you're so much more confident in the thing. And I think that that confidence, maybe it's just because I'm so insecure, but I think that that stuff is is it. I think being able to get up and have conviction about what you're teaching is so much more important than we know how to say. Because all we're doing is sitting here saying like, hey, yeah, you got a thing? Go make the thing. You know, hey, try it out. Do the thing. But it's been a long, long process of getting to a point where I'm confident enough in what I have to say. Yep. And I think that's, you know, Stephen Pressfield has this post where he's talking about like, what is it uh, that they're doing? This 10,000 hours rule you've probably heard of from Malcolm Gladwell. What do you think these masters are doing in those 10,000 hours. And he, he posits like, I think they're learning how to be themselves out loud in front of other people, how to say what they really have to say instead of speak with someone else's voice. Um, and I'll put a link to that article in the show notes because it's, it's really good. You're going to like it. It's going to change your whole world. Corbett, uh, you know, I remember when he first uh, read that, he, he actually walked around without pants for a while because he's like, this is who I am, and I need to learn that. I feel like uh, you're confusing me with yourself. <laughs> That happens a I lot. Just wanted, I've just wanted to be you. I want to be in you. When you make him a lemonade-based cocktail, that, that tends to happen. <laughs> he gets all, he, yeah, seriously, he just kind of goes off the rails. You're over there writing. What are you writing? So I'm writing. Okay, so I mean, I think we've almost covered like the this really cool like start to finish process for of making the of thing. making not just making the thing, but also we've talked a lot about um, preparing yourself to make the thing and how to go about it. So. Um, Let's let me just kind of summarize this. I have uh, seven seven steps here. Oh, <clears throat> seven steps to launching a product from scratch, even if you don't have a topic right now. So, people listening to this, if you've been thinking about maybe going into this whole, you're such a listy guy. Yeah, I am a listy guy. I don't know why. Yeah, but I think this could be this could be really great. This could be a whole formula here. Okay, so you know, first of all, what we often talk about is building a business that is based around creating content that is 
public, either a podcast or a blog or whatever, putting it out there as a playground to prove your theories about what problems people have that you can solve. I really want to make an alliteration out of that. Putting <laughs> putting out there as a playground <laughs> to prove your perception of what of people's <laughs> problems, people's problems. Let's do that. That's good. Damn, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, a lot of you might not be familiar with the eighteen P's of business creation, <laughs> but we're exactly. going to list them. Yeah. What's important is that you start with the first P <laughs> and immediately move on to the next six. So the first step is to you know. Choose the the domain that you're going to start conquering problems mm-hmm. for people, and you know this is usually based on something that you're interested in, something you think. It's that, really hard to hear every P that you make now because I, <laughs> I wanted to just keep just keep going, going. just keep going. Um, so you have to choose a topic, right? So mm-hmm. choose a topic that you are going to claim mm-hmm. and become an expert in. You don't know the specifics of the problem necessarily yet, but you're going to choose an area, like let's say darts, mm-hmm. and you're imagining that people have... These could be blow darts, these could be throw darts, <laughs> lawn darts. Yeah, <laughs> jarts. No, but darts... <laughs> I think you're thinking of jorts. Um, so darts meaning, like, yeah, the game darts, right? Yes, so you, yeah. you, or like the game golf, or like motorcycle maintenance, or these are ideas of topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you choose a topic, you have a theory about some problems that people have that you're going to be able to solve for them yeah. with products and services and things like this. So you choose a topic, then you go through this phase of starting to build your initial audience, which is really this process of putting ideas out there to see if they connect with people, yeah. if people connect with them, and if they help them. And you'll know if they do, because people are going to start leaving comments and writing you emails, and just generally they're going to be enthused about what you're doing. So. Yeah. That's kind of step two is this process of starting to build your audience. Step three is that you take it a little bit further and you say, okay, people seem to be interested in this. Now I'm going to do a little bit of coaching. I'm going to offer up some services and um, again, read Book Yourself Solid by Michael Port. Mm. We recommend this all the time. We look super weird with his shaved head now. Put he does. He put together He's like, I am an iconoclast. I know it because I shaved my head. <laughs> Careful, they listen to our podcast. <laughs> they they do. They're, his they're... people, his people write me after every time we mention them. Really? Yeah. So Hey yo. Um Well, we we do love the book. Yeah. And the guy's kind of brilliant. Yeah. We're talking specifically about Matt Kimberly listens to the show. He he works for Michael. Well, Matt. Matt, hey, how you God doing? God bless you. If you're listening. So one-on-one coaching, and the point here is not to just put up a page and say, hire me for $95 an hour or for $200 an hour. The point is to come up with an idea of a transformation that you're going to help people achieve and create a package out of it. You know what I like about that, by the way? I thought about this when you first said it. Uh, I've focused a lot uh, in the last year on learning about like story. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a kid, when you start showing them like Pixar movies and, and kids movies, you, you can't help but be sort of inundated with with stories, um, and luckily I have a buddy named Don who who's written a lot about what what makes a story and what makes a good story. And, and one of his books, Million Miles in a Thousand Years, is phenomenal. And it has this one uh, principle that's just like, hey, look at your life the way a director looks at a movie. And a mo- any good story is a character who wants something, who's going to overcome obstacles to get it. Right, that's that's a story. That's the basis for a story, and then you can get crafty with whether or not the character gets that, or whether he realizes he wants something else in the end, or something like that. But realizing that your audience—the reason why I like stories so much—is not just because I do love stories, but I think there's a—it's a framework for marketing. It's a framework for yeah. creating things. It's a framework for human nature. Yeah, you know, ever since the first cave drawings, like these are stories it's built into us. It's, it is. It's the way it's storytelling. It's the way we make sense of our world, right? Yeah. And so when I see 
you saying, you know, I'm going to help this transformation happen in, in my audience. It realizes that they're the main character of your story. This is something that we have a bunch of stuff on in Fizzle. Yeah. It's one of my sort of main uh, precepts, I guess. When you stop thinking of yourself as Luke Skywalker and see your audience as Luke Skywalker, and you're the Yoda or Obi-Wan character, you're the mentor, then you realize, okay, what, do they, what does this person need or want? And where, where are they heading? And how can I enable them to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think, that single mindset, it, it, mindset is transformational yeah. when you're thinking about product because up until then, it's all about you and what could I make that can make people like me and think exactly. that I'm interesting. Exactly. You know? And each of these steps, you know, the, the, the step before and the step after are all, they're all interconnected. The reason that you um, choose a topic is because it's something that you enjoy and that you think people out there have issues with that you can help them yeah. with. The reason you start building an audience is so that you can figure out whether or not your ideas about the product and or the problem that they have are correct. Yeah. The reason that you start coaching is to really dig in and get a feel for helping one person make mm-hmm. that transformation so that you really get to know all the nuances, all the struggles that they have, and you get to learn. It's really incredible market research when you work with yeah. one person. And, so and it, it invests you more in their story. You care more. When I coached Tom Ross at Fizzle just as a, as a thing to sort of do, we gave away you know six weeks of coaching, and I... I got invested in Tom's story. Yeah. Before then, it was some text in a bio. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and a guy that has funny quotes to say and that made me giggle on the forums or on the blog right. posts and stuff like that. And a guy that I like. a guy that's into Photoshop stuff or yeah, whatever, exactly. but you didn't know exactly why. I liked yeah. him generally. And yeah. now it's like, it's like I know who he is and I care about his mission. Yeah. Like he's Luke Skywalker and he has to defeat the Empire. Otherwise, we all get screwed. Yep. You know what I mean? Because the, the, when, the when the good guy loses, like we all, we all kind of take it. Take it in the shorts. Shorts. Take it in the shorts. To the limit. (laughs) One more time. (laughs) Oh! The Eagles. God, I want to listen to that song right now. So. I hope I cut that out and like do like the actual thing. Please do. You don't do that often enough. Well, it takes a lot of work. It does take a lot it t- of work. And then you, you got the legal things to think about. I haven't, apparently eight Isn't se- fair eight, use eight seconds eight or something? Eight seconds. Yeah. It should be fine. Plus, I mean, I'm, like... I haven't edited last week's yet. Yeah. This is, uh, this is great. We're talking to our future past selves. Yeah. I haven't edited last week's yet, but there's a point where I mentioned the Katy Perry song, and I'm really hoping I can throw in the... Uh, Gonna get you in your birthday suit. Oh, please. And take out the big balloon. Please. Part of the song. <laughs> because I still can't, I can't even say that without blushing. Yeah. I just, I'm a huge Katy Perry fan. I know fan. you are. You're gonna embarrass yourself again here. <laughs> okay, keep going. Hold on. Wait, 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 quickly so, summarize what you've already said. Okay, so you choose a topic, something that you're gonna claim. Choose a topic. You're gonna it. claim. This is a general, uh, generally this specific. A general generally direction specific, that you're yeah. gonna go with in yeah. your business. <laughs> generally specific. If it's, you don't, you don't know if you're helping people with a left-handed curve toss and darts yet. You're just helping them with darts. They're, yeah, or you're helping them with art or child rearing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, then you uh, you start building an audience mm-hmm. around that, and yep. you're really kind of. Ref- Finding, finding your voice, finding what problems they have. Then you're going to announce some coaching packages. And again, don't just say, hire me for 200 bucks. Say, I have this special coaching package. Over the course of three weeks, we're going to meet three times. I'm going to help you come up with a plan. I'm going to give you worksheets to fill out. And by the end of it, you're going to go through this transformation, whatever it is. Yeah. By the end of it, your kid is going to be sleeping through the night. And, at the, and the secret of this is, of course... You're going to like, you know, charge them, you know, some minimal amount of money because they're early on and you're going to do this package and, and stuff like that. But really, you're going to go, ab- 
Like, you're going to go above and beyond for these people. You're going to go to unscalable heights totally. for this because this is a very small – like, this is early on. They're taking a chance on you, and anytime they call, you're going to answer it. Yeah. You know, and- you're going to go over the top serving and caring for them. And don't get wrapped up in whether or not the value is there for you and is yeah. this worth my time. It's not about time. It's about getting somebody to pay you for something and the market research. And you that don't do that. You don't behave that way all the time. You won't be able to, no. right? But you, up in the beginning, you can, and you will. And if people love this thing, then you can raise the prices over time, yeah. you know? Because um, the goal you, of that is, I'm sure, to roll that into something else. What's your it next is. Here? And, and some people will stop at coaching, and that's fine. Some people do yeah. that forever. It's great. Okay, next is to do some sort of a challenge on your site. Wait, let's stop for a second yeah. on coaching. Like, it's not, you're not settling when you stay at coaching. No. Like, one of my heroes, Jerry Colonna, he, he was a, a huge investor, VC guy, did all this big stuff, and now he just does executive-level coaching. Mm-hmm. Because of his experience with those massive, I mean, he he was a part of the the GeoCities deal. Like he was an early investor in GeoCities yep. or something like that, right? Billions of dollars early on. Totally like cracked the egg when nine eleven happened. He didn't know who he was or what he was here for. What's the point of life or anything like that, right? Kind of kind of like dr- loses his marbles in some ways. Goes to some retreat, learn, starts getting into the Buddhisty sort of stuff, and comes back with a renewed zest for for like really help. This high pressure environment of CEOs of of being executives of of doing the startup stuff, and he starts coaching them because he realizes this is the biggest value I can add into into the world is by serving this small like highly selected group of people mm-hmm. in a, in small and meaningful yeah, ways. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. And and if you want to do coaching, there are all kinds of ways you can scale that. But up. be please be professional. Learn how to be a coach. Yeah. Just because you don't have to be qualified in any sort of way or shape or form to be a coach doesn't mean you should just hang that shingle up. That's right. You can be the dark coach. Okay. Say in five years, I'm going to be a I'm going to be a phenomenal dart dart coach, which means I'm going to learn about darts and coaching. And you can spend five years learning that stuff on the on the side. Okay, sorry, I'm derailing you. Keep going. No, I love it. But but I mean, taking it serious. If you're getting into the service thing and you want to do it for a longer time, more consulting, coaching type stuff, there's so many resources. There's so many ways to get better at that mm-hmm. that uh, you'd be doing yourself and your audience a disservice if you didn't take coaching, quote unquote, more serious because it's an insanely powerful tool. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so uh, step four, this is kind of the middle step here. This is to announce a challenge that you're going to have anyone on your site who wants to follow along to do with you over the course of, you know, make it something that's containable, like 30 days or something, a for challenge, example. A challenge, meaning I'm A gonna... challenge, and the challenge has to have a specific outcome again, and you want to make this challenge something that you think you can turn into a product eventually. So, um, for example, uh, our friends uh, Jen and uh, Jada, I believe, from Simple Green Smoothies, we talked about them before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have a 30-day um, juice cleanse challenge on their site that they do every so, so often. It'll clean you right out. And um, and a lot of people join this. So basically the idea <laughs> You'll is- You'll be sh- <laughs> You'll be sh- soap bubbles by the time they're done with you. <laughs> Super clean. Super clean. Um, the idea here is that- you start with the end in mind. So your audience members all, you know, a lot of them are going to have similar issues that they're dealing with. So start with the end in mind and say, by the end of 30 days, here are the three things that you're going to accomplish. This is a free challenge. All you have to do is sign up for email updates. We're going to email you with an action item every day or twice a week or whatever you decide is the best way to go. And um, basically just document that process and publish all of that stuff 
either you know on your blog or on your podcast or for free to the. So this is something that these people are paying for to do the challenge. No, this is free. This is a free thing. You're just doing. You're just saying, here's what to do. Follow along. Let me know how it goes, and I'll help. Exactly. Yeah, and you want you want to encourage participation, like in comments, and you're doing this alongside the coaching or afterwards. You can be doing both at the same time, but I'd say you know start with the coaching so that you have an idea of what the real problems are yeah, and yeah. how to solve them, and then and then roll it out to a lot larger audience for free. Now the thing is, what you're doing here is you're actually starting to create the underpinnings for a larger product that you're going. And to you're create. also building your audience. Like that's the kind of thing that makes it interesting to to like read and follow a blog for a few days. And you're also building like, authority oh, yeah. too. Like if you're talking yeah. about all this stuff for thirty days, people are like, oh, that guy knows exactly what he's talking about. In this, specific in this specific area, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if it's maybe you're um, coaching people on investments, you could say 30 days to you know, um, upgrade your portfolio and you, and you give them a new thing to learn about and to do every, yeah. every week on their, uh, on their investment portfolio, that sort of thing. Okay, so now um, the next step, step five, is to offer one-off classes on specific topics where you're going to go deep on these and you're going to capture these classes in a recorded format so that you can integrate it into a product later. So the point here isn't necessarily to um, you know, sell thousands of these, although you might. The point here is to sell a few copies to prove that people are interested in the deep dive on these topics to test out... So deep, such a deep dive. To test out the process of selling a product, because this is going to be the first time if you're going through this process you've actually sold a product online. So you're going to you know, have a way to... People give you their credit card and to show up to an event, yeah. you're going to deliver some content for a half hour, an hour, take people's questions, record the whole thing, and keep that for your product that you're going to release later. The next step then is to, um, while you're in the middle of doing these one-off classes, let's say you do three of them or six of them or ten of them or whatever on different topics that are going to be the backbone of this product that you create. Yeah. Then you want to announce your product and start gathering interest for your product. So you want to tell people what the product is going to do from start to finish, um, you know, the uh, generals of it, the features that it's going to have, that kind of stuff. Announce it, pre-announce it basically, so that you can start gathering interest and start building an email list of people who are interested in that product long before it ever comes out. Because one of the most important things when you launch a product is to really clearly communicate ahead of time yeah. to people that this thing is coming out, who it's for, so that people can start thinking about whether or not it's for them, yeah. they can ask you questions, all that kind of stuff. And your audience is self-identifying at that point. And that's a really big point. Like, like when your audience is... So a lot of people are like, well, I can't write about that. That's too specific, right? We're not going to deal with that here because that is a really big issue. Like people are like, well, I can write about this, but I think more people will be interested in that. No, one of these things is valuable and the other one is not. Go. Yeah. And it's always the more specific one that's super valuable. Yeah. And contrary to human nature, contrary to what you think, like the more specific one ends up being more interesting and getting more results, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not a rule always and everywhere, but it's certainly been the case for everything everything I've ever written. Yeah. You know, the more specific you get, the more likely it is that someone's going to be interested in it and and do it. So instead of going all general about your thing, get very, very specific. Yeah. All right, so pre-announce the product. Yep. And now you're going to uh, start assembling the product, and this should be actually a fairly fast process because what you have already is all of the challenge content that you already created, and these one-off classes that you did. So you're going to take that challenge content, repurpose it, edit it, um, fill it in with action plans, and have this idea that the um, the transformation that you're having people go through is going to be maybe a little more in-depth than you did with the challenge and when, with the one-off classes. And you also yeah. immediately have testimonials from the people that you coached 
as well as case studies if you ask them politely hey can i use you as a case study tell your story walk through the process i went with you and show people how you made progress towards exactly throwing more bullseyes or whatever people like to be used you know i always walk up to people hey can i use you for a case study (laughs) and they always get a little bit let down when i say case study they're like fine yeah fine (laughs) i guess so that's how you originally approached me. Hey, can I use you? Can I use you for a, a design? A design. And you're like, you're like, damn it. You're like, <laughs> like damn it. Shoot. Okay, fine. <laughs> so the last step um, in this, so you've assembled your product. The last step is to launch your product. And um, launching a product at this point is fairly easy because people are already comfortable with you as an expert yeah. who knows how to solve this. You've already coached people. You've already done a challenge. You've already talked to people over these sessions that you sold. Um, and you have an email list that you've been building because you announced the product. You also have all the people that were taking the challenge from you yeah. mm. and that signed up for the one-off classes, and you can also communicate with them about this product that's coming out. And I would say, I would add another one, which is like, keep the product going, right? Keep keep selling the product. Like after launch, yeah. it's like, then there's keep selling. This is something yeah. we talked about with Baron. actually. Is it's like, yeah, it's really important to to... To take your launch seriously, mm-hmm. you know, but the value of this thing comes over the next two, three, four, five years, yeah. where you've made this thing once and it continues to sell. Yeah, hopefully. When, and now, now, so first of all, that I would add a second one, a, a last step that says, and keep selling it. Like, yeah, this is this is continuing right. to be your scale like, it up. Yeah, and and that doesn't necessarily mean make it bigger or better or whatever. But yeah, I would. You'll absolutely have you know within six months you'll be like I'm ready to update this thing. Yeah, and you know? for us like with start a blog that matters to bring it back to that. Yeah, um, our launch month was pretty good, but I don't think our launch month. I don't think we sold more than maybe three times what we're selling now per month. You know, basically it started off strong. But man, we kind of really worked on optimizing it and yeah. making it a revenue stream. And now that thing, like I said, it's ninety seven dollars, and we've sold over three thousand, maybe thirty five hundred copies of this thing. Um, it's been a real uh, nice project for us. And again, it was fairly easy to put together because we followed pretty much this exact yeah. plan here. Yeah. Um, except it was further along for us than than what I'm suggesting. I think that you could you could do all of this in the course of six months if you were really dedicated. You choose a topic. Start building the audience. Um, start doing the one-on-one coaching. Do a challenge. Do these one-off classes. Yeah. Announce your product. Assemble your product. Release it. I think you could do all that in six months. And That's have what, a so. Nice I think it's really coming. important to to uh, now that you mention it, like uh, you lay it out like this. I think it ends up being really, really important to create your product over time, but not that, not too much time, right? So imagine again, Stephen Pressfield comes in with a wife beater and the. A, sorry, the A-frame rib T-shirt, right? And and like a little coffee stain and a coffee mug, cigar, cigarette, sort of hanging out of his mouth. Five o'clock shadow. It's like you know the same guy that says don't work too hard is saying like create your product over time, but not too much time. Yeah, you know, like I think it's important to do that not only for you as the creator, as the maker, but also okay. So it's good for you because it doesn't put this burden of of creating something out of nothing on you like in some vacuum somewhere right it's all on you second of all it includes other people in the thing so you've got checks and balances along the way you're learning from them as you're releasing the the challenge as you're doing the group coaching as you're doing the this that and the other right or not the group but the reg, regular coaching and then the one on one stuff where you or where you're filming all this stuff you're getting better and better and better and better you're understanding it more and more and more right and then second of all you're or third of all you're building your audience as you're doing it, this is all really great, quote unquote, 
content, right? This is stuff that anybody who's looking to learn how to throw darts better is going to be interested in, you know? So what you, you've done is you, you, in the making of your product, you've created the audience you will sell that product to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more important than, than I don't know, than I, than I know how to ex- communicate to some people. Like they don't, they think like, oh, I need to make the audience to sell the thing. Yeah, yeah, I just need to figure out what my blog's going to be about first. You know? <laughs> right. And, you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, like this is, the, you just laid out the thing. Then in the blog post, I'll, I'll write each one of these out and step-by-step step sort of as you explain them because I'm so diligent about going back and listening you to every- You are so good at that. I'm very diligent, you guys. Yeah. So in conclusion, Ipsum, um, closing, I don't, Caleb, if you had to say, if, if, if someone out there, it's, it, this isn't for everybody, but like for the, there's one person out there who's like, it's time. They need to start making their product yesterday, right? What's one piece uh, of advice from this whole thing that, that you'd give them or, or maybe a new, new piece, whatever you think is most important? Well, I, I would say if they think that it's time, maybe they've already choose in the domain and they've built the audience so maybe skip those first two te- steps that corbett said write down a table of contents or whatever this thing's going to be start coaching some people through whatever steps that you would do in this product and as yeah. you coach them you'll you'll be able to just write this thing without even thinking about mm. it eventually like yeah, corbett think, when you, know you wrote what? this star blog the matters course i feel like we did these six classes he did the interviews, and while I was editing the interviews, I feel like a week later, you're like, "Okay, the course is done." It's because you like knew all this stuff already. You had, yeah. you had preached it, you had coached it, you had talked about it with people. Like, it took no effort for you to write. I love this thing. the idea of Corbett preaching. And when you're making a blog, what you gotta do? Can I get a tweet? Is you gotta choose a topic, <laughs> and when you choose that topic, the topic must be specific. Can I get a niche? Can I get a niche, please? <laughs> Yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what, if you had to like say, um, well, first of all, what I heard from you, Caleb, which I think is, is actually really important, like start doing the the coaching, even if it, even if you do it for free, or even if you just charge them ten bucks, you know, it, 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 I, from experience, the more you can get charge them, the more the more serious they're going to take your coaching. You know, yeah. because the coach, coaching, how it works is it's it's them putting their ass on the line and someone else saying they're saying sitting there saying, yeah, you you're OK. I'm going to hold your ass to that line, yeah. you know, next week when we talk and whether or not you made those things, it's up to you. You know, it's not some mentorship type of thing It's more more coaching. So first, first of all, realizing like, yes, you can start doing that right now. And you don't have to make it doesn't have to be a money making thing if you see it in the context of this long uh, longer process where it's like you have something at the end of this whole process that you get to sell for the next 10 years, potentially the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, you grow and you, and you iterate on it over and over and over again. Yeah. So what, if you had to maybe choose one step or, or of one thing that we talked about today, that was you think is most important for that person who's like, okay, they haven't started yet, but they've got a little bit of an audience. It's probably time to do the thing. They've got a little bit of expertise, but they're like super sketchy about making a product. Yeah. I mean, start, outlining the transformations the little mini transformations that you want to help people go through mm. so if you're if you're blogging about let's say parenthood stuff mm-hmm. like that is an area that's just ripe with problems right yeah think about it, like every parent has like 10 different problems that are just driving them yeah. crazy mm-hmm. from you know like getting your kid to how would you the know that corbett I, I have a lot of friends with kids <laughs> these days um so just think about all the little transformations that you could help people go through that would just make their lives so much easier yeah 
Like that's where the value is. And it's is. really, I mean, there really is, it's so insightful. It's about the smallness of that transformation. Mm-hmm. It's about like, you know, like my example last week or the week before about unis, not just unicycle riders, <laughs> but employed unicycle riders who wear utilicilts in North Portland and they ride their unicycle to work. Exactly. You know, it's like that getting that specific. And making something really valuable for those 10 people. Yeah, and then maybe like those people get their kilt stuck in the chain once in a while on their bike. And Man, so, it's a bigger problem than you think. Yeah, so you need to come up with something. We're actually working on that. a new citywide ordinance. <laughs> Good. In Portland? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we're trying to make it national, but it's really hard to get the Supreme Court to pay attention to our utilicilt issues. So start thinking about these little transformations, and then whether it's a coaching session or a challenge you're going to run on your blog or a product that you're going to create Focus those around these little transformations. You know? I think that that's where I would stick to is just on the on concept of what small transformation do you want to help people do? Because that's a really great way of talking about like, you know, previously we've been talking about like what's the problem and solution we mm-hmm. have, you know, anyways, we, we've been talking about that. We've been talking about topic and things like that. But what small transformations you want to help people? What, what's the character of your story? What do they want or what do they need or what's right for them? And you're going to help them overcome the obstacles to get it. Yep. Like that, thinking about things in that way and then doing like your examples in the choosing a topic course and fizzle is like writing a bunch of these coming up with a handful, like a bunch of them, and then doing your weighted average decision matrix about which one to actually go for. It's just a helpful tool to get you out of your own emotions, out of your own blind spots, out of your own biases, and into like sort of like, well, here's, yeah. where, here's if I did it based on math, this is what I would choose. Yeah, you and know? we don't do this very often, but quick plug for Fizzle. You can get in right now for a dollar for yep. your first month to try it out. And um, for example, we have a course on choosing a topic. Mm-hmm. It's going to walk you through brainstorming all the different topics that might be right for you to start a blog or a podcast on to build an audience around to identify their problems and it's going to help you um, just take all the emotion out like Chase said and and really make a decision and of course start a blog that matters just recently in there hopefully we're okay with talking about that while I'm I'm totally fine with it okay good I have been Chase Wardman Reeves I've been Corbett Barr and I've been Caleb Logic and we have been the ones you have been with for the time that has been Love that I got him. <laughs> and so I just I I would have been lost if you didn't laugh. If you looked at me with contempt and rejection, I'd be like, "How dare you!" Oh man, I guess I need to try again, and then it would get like horrible. <laughs> then it would get weird. <laughs> mm, wasn't that good? I've got all seven of these steps outlined with notes at fizzleshow.co slash twenty seven. That's f i z z l e show dot co slash twenty seven. Uh, there's some good notes. I try, people. Could you uh, could you maybe try too? Maybe leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Maybe what you're trying to build. Be candid. Let's see what you're doing. If you like this, please leave us an honest rating in iTunes. It helps other entrepreneurs, the ones struggling and fighting and putting their whole ass on the line to build something they care about. It helps them to find this and get hopefully a little more comfortable in their own skin. It doesn't cost you much, and it means the world to us. So simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. Make a little sound. My favorite tip from this episode, okay, is this. Think of the small, focused transformation you want to create for people. Okay, mine for this episode was that I want the person who's in the right time of their life to make something to sell. I want that person to realize that they can do that that it's in them and just frankly set a deadline and start working on it i hope it works i i also hope that that's you (laughs) find care take care 
serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and talk to you next Fizzle Friday.